0: All these years eluded all my fears. If ever they were hating, remove me from my peers. God, family, money's music to my ears. Faith, family, and finances, those my souvenirs. Been proving it all these years, eluded all my fears. If ever they were hating, remove me from my peers. God, family, money's music to my ears. Faith, family, and finances, those my souvenirs. Uh, On my way to the top again.
1: Can't see me, this shit like oxygen These lines can get offensive I hope I never touch that block again When hard times made me angry I wouldn't push that clock again Fellas, what's up? Huh, what up, bro? Hey. We back, man Look, I don't think they thought We was coming back after last week, man You know, we had the long layoff We <laughs> Mac <laughs> last week But, uh Y'all just don't know like we we got some we got some good stuff cooking up for y'all. So back with another good one tonight. Yeah, man. I almost
0: feel like we skipped last week. Oh man, we had like a skip last week. Hey, no, he, I said, feel, I said, feel like it. Uh, well,
2: but you was on the other side of the table last week, bro. That's yeah, maybe it. maybe that's why. Yeah, that's what it was. You 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 wasn't working, man. You were just talking last week. Yeah. Yeah. Make, Make sure, sure
1: flowers. Shout out to the legend. Coach Larry Dandridge, uh, coming on and uh, gracing us with his presence last week. So, uh, yep. but yeah, Mac, how, how did it feel, man? Just uh, being on the other side of the table last week, it was different for sure, man. But uh, you know, it felt good though, for real.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Glad we can you some flowers, man. Yeah, man, a
2: little bit. A
1: little bit. had to give you a flower.
0: <laughs> hey, man, I appreciate y'all, man. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Gotta got accept them accept them while they're handing them out. Exactly.
1: <laughs> but look, man, uh like I said, we back tonight, episode 31. Wow. Uh my name is Victory featuring Darian Jameson. Uh so uh like tonight, man, uh another cold water gym, you know, uh class of two thousand seven, I believe. Uh, this man is, you know, doing some big, big things uh, in uh, in ministry, in media, uh, as far as awards go. And uh, man, we I'm just happy we can get him on this week. We know he's busy; he got the event coming up this weekend. So, without further ado, uh, we're going to bring on Darian Jamison uh, to come talk to us about the Mississippi Mirror Awards. Hello. Yeah. What's
2: up, man? What's going on, brother? What's going on, man? Now, I got to start by saying this, because when I first um, shared this to my social media platforms, I said, this is a full circle moment, and I got to explain why. So when I was coming up, y'all guys were the cool kids. Like, when I came to high school, man, I was skinny, ugly, and unpopular. (laughs) And hey, I vividly remember looking up to all you guys. So y'all were the it kids in school. And I ain't even done with that. Jordan, I'm start with you. Jordan had this personality, this, this charisma where he would draw everybody in, like everybody wanted to be around Jordan. And then if whoever was around Jordan, they would always laugh. And I remember saying, I want that even for myself. One day I want to have that kind of personality where people want to be around me, people want to laugh, right? And then Jermaine, so Jermaine was on the basketball team we all know, if you're from Coldwater, the basketball team, they were celebrities. So this man was a celebrity, this man was a jock, like all the ladies wanted him. I was like, okay, why they, wow, I'm gonna man. look like him. Wow, I am gonna be somebody, but hold on, hold on. Oh, look,
1: I got a I got list to this
2: one. Every 6 <laughs> Let me tell y'all something. I am scared what he gonna say. For the people who aren't from Coldwater. So when you get to high school, our bus brings you to this little dropout spot. And in order to get to your home room, you gotta go up some steps and go down this long walk. I call this walk, the walk of death because of Eric Fitzpatrick. <laughs> Eric and his group of friends would get together in a huddle and fire up everybody that walked by. <laughs> I told my mom to buy me a big coat, and I would try to walk and hide my face. Don't think this man fired me up many a days, but really, man. but I oh, gotta really. say that he was ahead of his time because I even thought about it even now. Um, that type of um, like kicking it and laughing like or uh, uh, Nick Cannon has made that a whole brand. So every, everything was really ahead of their time, right? So what it really was, he was having fun, he was making people laugh, he was being entertaining. So I, I said all that to say, like all of you guys were who I emulated myself to be like one day. So to be sitting here talking to y'all is a full circle moment. Man, that's what's up, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah before we get started, mm-hmm. I'm, gonna respond, I'm gonna respond to that, but go ahead, Joe, I know you got to say something. Go no, no, go, go ahead, go ahead. Hey, hey, yeah, man. Um, I'll say uh first Darren, we appreciate that. I'm gonna speak for we appreciate that. Um and I guess looking from one's eyes at another, it may look like we were the cool kids, but at times, you know, I just felt like I was a commoner, I would say, in, in Coldwater. Because you know, it's always it's always a situation where you're looking up to the upper class. So true. so when I came to the when I came to the high school, because as we all know, um Coldwater High School then was seventh grade through twelfth grade. Yes. Yeah. So when, when I came to the high school, that same welcoming that I gave y'all, that's the welcoming that, I, that they gave me. <laughs> so the, the, the Eric Max and the Roger Gordons and Chad Davis. Yeah. We had Chad Davis on here now. Yeah. Me, me and Chad pushing forty, and we still joke and play the way we did, you know, twenty five years ago. So it, it's it's a it's a cold water welcoming. So uh, you know, we still do it that way. We appreciate that. And what's <laughs> crazy about that is I still remember those moments. That's crazy. Yeah. So even with my old age, like sitting here, I still feel like that little kid coming up to the cool guys. Yeah. So I guess that's even a message in itself. No matter how old you get, inside you're still that person from when you first experience the individual. So that's just a message to anybody. Like everything we do, everything we say, whether it's good, bad, or influential, it matters, and people never forget it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah, man. Like, like, like to echo what Eric said, man. Like, uh, you know, I was just having fun. Yeah. Trying to yeah. you know make my way. You know, yeah. uh, you know, when really trying to set no example of blaze no trail or you know nothing like that. But uh mm-hmm.
2: that,
1: that really means a lot. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely, I mean it.
1: Yeah. Yep. Mac, you
2: wanna respond? We can't hear you, man. We can hear you on mute or something?
1: <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on, bro. <laughs>
2: Oh man! Hold on, man. I hey, I just, hey, just something else,
1: man. man. you sound like Melody Turner, man.
2: <laughs> you got the Alvin Chipmunk playing. Hey, 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 hey! Come right back. No, I'm coming You Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, but we we gonna uh, we going we gonna move on while we're on Mac. But, uh, we're yeah. Make, uh, yeah, man. Definitely appreciate it. Uh,
1: bad. I, to, you know, okay. I know you're good man uh but yeah we like I said we uh like we start off every interview with everybody we brought on from cold water man you know uh we you know without thinking about everything that eric said to you uh uh when you were coming up in school just kind of talk to us about uh you coming up in cold water uh you know uh and, and all it let's just start there
2: okay so for me coming up in cold water was very if i had to use one word i would say inspiring it was very inspiring so i know nowadays a lot of people would feel like you know i, I don't agree now of course but in my time you know it was cold water was surrounded by greatness i mean i can go down a long list of um, people like coach people like man coach crowder people like Man, even Sher- I don't say, even say Sherry Morgan, because what she did was she introduced us to something that we had never experienced, and that was poetry. So to some of us, that was great, because we didn't think that in Coldwater, we could even do something like that. People like Coach Spiderman, you know what I'm saying, that led a group of kids from Coldwater to greatness, like people, um well, trail chemists, greatness. And I even remember, I remember riding through Coldwater sometimes, you know, heading home with my mom. And I will always pass this sign and the sign would say, welcome to Coldwater, home of the Damon Moore Rose scholar. I don't know who Damon Moore is, nobody never talked about him, but I knew that somebody from Coldwater was great. He was great enough that he was um, um, highlighted, that he was um, endorsed or even expressed by the whole town of Coldwater, so that was greatness. Still don't know who he is, but he's great. So I knew and I always would tell myself one day I want to do something. I want to be somebody that maybe somebody to shine a light like that for me. Yeah. So, Carl Water was inspiring, man. We were surrounded by greatness. So, yeah, I think the best word that I can use was inspiring. Yeah. 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 And I always have been. And um, I would like to say, always will be. Um, like I said, we got to keep that torch going Absolutely. And, uh, with the kids coming through there. Absolutely. Because um, I-, I know we're here tonight to give you your flowers. Mm-hmm. And before we get too far into it, Um, not to not to follow back up to what you said about coming up, but just watching you as a young boy coming up, you know, you you didn't see it, we didn't know what you were gonna be, but I knew it was greatness inside of you. you Oh man! So it's um, even when we joke and play, we joke and play for a reason. You know, we don't we we don't pick on about, we don't do no bullying, but Mm -hmm. we 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 like you for playing. Yeah, absolutely. But uh. It's crazy that you said that, because to be honest, growing up, and I think I mentioned it to Jordan before I got on here, because I was, to be honest, I was really timid about coming on here because growing up, I felt like nobody saw the greatest in me. Like, nobody, nobody ever. And even if people saw it, I don't think at that age, and maybe we just weren't trained on how to affirm or how to, to love or express what we do see. You know what I'm saying? A way to where a person could feel it. Cause you know, it's very true. A lot of times we see greatness, but how do we know, how do we affirm greatness? How do we let a person know you're great? You know what I'm saying? So even in this moment, I was like, man, can I even get on here? Because like in my heart and in my soul, I'm still a nobody. You know what I'm saying? I don't feel like I'm this special person. I don't feel like I'm doing anything, right? And that's because a lot of times it's because we always shooting for more and we shoot for greater and we want to be accepted so bad that sometimes we, we miss where we've gotten so far. And then going back to that, like growing up in cold water, I felt so inadequate. I felt looked over. Man, I felt man, just like a nobody, a nobody. And and not to explain the shade or anything, but as far as older people, like teachers and anything, I didn't feel like nobody knew exactly how to pour into me because I was so different, yeah. right? I was so different. So I think a lot of times, you know, and let me say this, back in those days, we, categorize success by being athletic, by being able to sing, by doing all, by being very, very smart. And if a person or child doesn't fit those boxes, then we, oh, they're just just unique, they're just different. But we ought, we tend to spend more time pointing to who we think can possibly make it. So that's another lesson or message I want to send out. You know what I'm saying? You gotta take the time, we have to take the time to like get to know everybody. Like not just the basketball players, not just the singers, not just the eggs, not just the straight A students, but we gotta take time to spend time with those kids who are making those D's and those C's because it could possibly be the next song to make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, make you wanna say something before I go on?
0: Um, maybe I missed this. I apologize for the technical difficulties. Difficulties, but what I was gonna ask, and I, it sounds like you may have just answered it, but. What do you think contributed to you feeling that way?
2: Oh man, to be honest, I'm gonna go ahead and be completely honest. So we all know my brother, the dope educator, David James. So growing up, DJ, DJ came into his looks at a very young age. Like he, he, the way I see him now, he's always been like that, wanna dress up, wanna get his hair cut. Me, I did not care. Man, I wouldn't brush my head, my socks, we mismatched. I didn't care how I looked. And ever since we was a child, we would always be the same height. So people will always compare us unknowingly. And what that does is it put an imprint on my heart that I wasn't good enough. So we'd be walking and people would be like, oh, well, you look good. Or you nice looking. Or you care how you look. And then they're looking at me like, oh, okay. Well, DJ, you know, you, you are very, you're very nice looking. You're very talented. And I would kind of just stand there and be like, oh but what about me? So I think that was the, um, and I'm I'm just not figuring this out in my older years, but I do believe that was the core or the roots of me feeling like, dang, you know, you just really ain't good enough in the first place. So I will say that that was the start. And then I think once that seed is planted, we find ways to water it ourselves, even though it may not be anybody really validating it or pouring it into me sometimes when we're insecure. But
1: when we already have that feeling then we begin some water in ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Look, I, I I gotta I gotta put something on the back of that. Uh, uh I was telling him earlier, I was telling Darren earlier. So we're gonna we make a history tonight because him and DJ are the first pair of siblings uh for uh that we, we've had on the show. So yeah. shout out, shout out to the dope educator, class of
2: 2006. Yes, sir. yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. shout out DJ, man. Yep.
2: Yeah. Hey, hey, Darren, Um one thing I would like to say, too, uh, in response to all that is, a lot of people who come on the show, mm-hmm. and the majority have said that um, cold water prepared them for the world. So I, I, I want to make sure that people understand that, um, um, can you hear me? Okay. Yep. Yeah. I, I want to make sure that people understand that uh, um, diamonds come from the rough. Yes, sir. And so this is a prime example. As a matter of fact, two diamonds out of the same household yes, come from the rough, and you know you you were set up to uh live up to your brother's standards uh, yes. coming up, and and to me that's that's kind of that's growth. And it can't, to your point, it's more to the person you are today. But uh, just want to lay it out there.
0: Absolutely,
2: absolutely.
1: Yes.
2: Proudly, man. All right, we're gonna move on. It's a lot.
1: <laughs> but uh, but yeah, just uh, um, you know, just kind of take us through. You know, what you've been doing since you, you know, graduated in 2007, and uh, what, what's kind of been that journey uh, leading up to uh, everything that you're doing and everything we're going to talk about uh, later on?
2: Yep. So after, after graduation, I was really just trying to find myself, you know, um, I always had a desire to be great, but I had no idea on what or how I could be great. And then I always will have people to ask me, like, how do you find or how do you identify your purpose? People will always ask me that. So one, and one thing I will always tell people, I thought about the Bible. Um, there's a point in the Bible where Jesus is with his disciples. And um, people are saying all kinds of things, uh, things saying, well, I heard you were this. I heard you with this. Some say you're this and some say you're that. And Jesus turned to his disciples and he asked them, well, who do you say I am? And I always tell people, when you're really trying to find or identify your purpose, ask those that are closest to you. Those people, and I don't mean just coworkers. I mean people who really have spent time and years to see you at your lowest, to see you at your best, to see you when you're thriving, to see you when you're really happy. Those are the people who should be able to identify what your purpose is. So I said all that to say, it was my friends, man. My friends were able to stick close to me. My friends were the ones who saved my life. My friends, those are the people who saw something special in me. Those are, and not only, not to say they're the only ones that saw something special, but they were the ones who cultivated that, that specialness in me. So people like, man, Felita Betts, who is still like my best friend, and people like Patrick Mays, Travis Thomas, Ontario Fitz. These are the people who, when I felt like I didn't fit in elsewhere, they made sure I fit in with them. Not even saying, we gotta go do something special, but man, just come over to my house. just call me on the phone. Like, what you doing, man? What you doing? How do you think about this? How do you feel about this? So throughout the process of me being able to lend an ear to my friends, I was able to lend an ear to my soul. Because my friends were able to identify who I really am. So we'd be talking and then, you know, I started noticing that when my friends would go through things, they would call me for advice. And I just began to ask them, you know, why? Like, who do you think I am? And they would say, you're an encourager you're an encourager. That's who you are. Like Whenever I'm down, I can talk to you and I leave feeling encouraged. And I found that that's my purpose. And something else I always tell people, another easy way to identify your purpose is the center of everything that you're successful in at the center of that thing would be your purpose. So everything I do that I'm good at, everything I do that brings me joy, it stems from encouragement, which goes to this award show. The reason why it's such a baby for me. The reason why it fulfills me because it's because, not because I'm doing an event, not, not because of the lights and the cameras, but because at the end of the day, I'm encouraging people. That's what I live for. That brings me joy. That's what makes me happy. That's what makes that's what makes life worth living. So I'm talking a whole lot. Go ahead. I do it, bro. <laughs> Look, that's what we brought you on for. Hey, right. hey keep, keep, keep talking to Make sure you come up for air every once in a while. <laughs>
0: Before you go on, speaking of the award show, uh, how did the Mississippi Merit Awards come about from, from idea to fruition?
2: Okay. Okay. So first, ever since I was young, I always have been obsessed with award shows. Award shows always have been everything that I am. Music, like I just said, encouragement, fashion, singing, all of that, ministry, everything that award show is, is what I am. I remember being maybe in like eighth and ninth grade, we would have watch parties to watch the BET Awards. My mom would get us pizza and wings because it's all I wanted to do. I would have friends over and we would watch award shows. But then at that moment, I never thought that I was capable to do one of my own. And I can say that because I never had anybody from our area to do something of that magnitude. And what happens is when you don't have somebody in your area doing what you feel led to do, It'll make you feel like it's impossible for you to do. What comes to mind is, and I think I said all that to say, that simply your environment, your your surroundings, your community matters. I thought about Tarzan. No. If you think about Tarzan, when Tarzan was born, he was raised by monkeys. And because he was raised by monkeys, he did what the monkeys did. Although he had legs and although he could speak, he talked and babbled like a monkey because that's all he was surrounded by, right? So, but then some, the, the moment that Jane came along and showed him, hey, there's more to life than the jungle. It was that realization that gave him the, the permission to be able to live life differently. So for me, I always had an imprint to want to do new award show, but I never saw anybody do a production from here. But that's before. I experienced Princeton James. So then I saw Princeton James pull off the royal family. And seeing him do the royal family, that gave me the permission. That gave me the, the knowledge, the revelation that I can do or be or live in my dreams as well. So, already having the the, the loving of award shows was one. Two was being inspired by somebody from my area. And three was um the word of God, because God spoke to me directly and said, this is what I need you to do. So when those three came together, I knew I had no choice but to do it. So it was a, a compilation of those of those three things that gave me the, the go ahead to go ahead and start.
1: So. So, listen, I, I, I got a question. but yeah. Everybody on, on on this show got something in We all we all got to go lay beside somebody tonight. So I'm not going to let you move on. Without mentioning your Jane.
2: Oh, of course, of course. This year I would have been, I will be married five years to the lovely, the beautiful, the honey bun, still <laughs> Jameson. That's my wife.
1: Yeah. Oh, so 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 yeah. We 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 got to go ahead and touch on it. She but, must be in the comments. She in the comments. No, I had I hadn't seen her yet, but okay. I ain't I want you to move on. You talking yeah. about Tarzan, so you uh, <laughs> so look, uh they know, put I, them adjusters out there like you the doghouse. Yeah. <laughs> and everything. So you know, uh obviously growing up, you know, uh I've seen you do ministry, you know, uh, you know, in front of people, and you know, I witnessed, you know, some of the stuff you've done. You know behind the scenes Mm -hmm. uh but just kind of talk about you know as far as the mississippi merit awards go like how do you balance uh trying to do both because i know you know you're comfortable on the stage and then now you're having to get comfortable being behind the stage
2: so
1: so so how do you so how do you kind of balance uh doing both
2: i balance it by only doing the award show once a year and i only just do the main award show like Most independent award shows, they have full weekends, they have events throughout the year. And I do realize that I just don't have enough room on my plate for that. Like you said, I'm a a financial crimes analyst in the corporate office for a bank. I'm married, I'm I'm a a minister at my church, and I do this. So this—it's a lot to balance. And like I said, for me, this award show is a baby. And I remember, and what gave me the realization that it mattered to me, really mattered to me, was I took a break from doing it for a year. And I I always tell people, if you really want to see if something is life for you, let it go, Mm. right? So I let it go for a year. And in that year was the most unfulfilling, the most empty I felt in a long time. And I knew at that point, I'd never not do it again. So I know I can't go without it, but at the same time, I know I can't put all my eggs in that basket. And to be honest, I'm actually more comfortable doing, I would rather To be honest i would rather do that than do frontline ministry i hate to talk i hate being looked at for a long period of time like those things make me so nervous so i actually prefer to be in a back but at the same time it's very fulfilling to be able to talk to somebody and when they leave they feel like you said something that could possibly change their lives so i do love everything that i do but i try to be completely balanced and just by not putting too much in one thing and i know it's hard some, a lot of times especially for my wife because i'm pulled from a lot of different areas a lot of people call like hey i need to i need to talk to you, you maybe two hours and we're talking until something breaks and i enjoy doing that as well but i try to find balance in all that yeah <clears throat> hey um quickly just reading up on some of y'all's or all of your missions and your uh, visions mm-hmm. Uh, for the MMA's, uh, a couple of things that was touched on on both sides was basically empowering people uh, who felt underappreciated. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Yes. Feel underappreciated, you know, uh, overlooked. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you guys want to basically um, empower them. So, when you guys do that, or when you try to set out to do that, like, how do people respond? Do, do, do they feel empowered, and you know, what does it do for, for people? Absolutely. We've had so many testimonials of, testimonials of people saying, had it not been for this, I would have quit. I would have been done like people had through the time. Man. And I think that is the driving force behind it. And actually, I have to give credit to Sticks and Stones because it was not until I got the request to do this did I realize what fueled me to do that in the first place. So as I began to watch some of the older episodes, I saw how y'all always ask, you know, who was the person that pointed to you the most or who was, who did this in and who did that? And what it made me do was sit back and ask myself, like, what about me? And in there, and without being too long it, in that moment, I realized the real reason why I'm so passionate about, about empowering others is because in a lot of areas, I felt empowered less, if that's even a word. Right. So I'm, I'm really starting to learn that a lot of the things that I do is in response to avoid, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you felt like you was overlooked. So now it's my mission to make everybody feel seen. Yeah. Right. So so it's like it's not just about like I said earlier, it's not just about the, the lights and all that, but I really have a passion. I love people. I promise you, I love people. I want to see everybody smile. I want to see everybody happy. I want to see everybody with their head lifted because I know what it feels like to walk around my head down, and I may have not ever associated the two had it not been for sixty songs. So I'm really grateful. I'm promise you, I'm grateful to be here. And what y'all may, what also just came to mind. I'm going to paraphrase this because I'm probably going to lie, but because I ain't gonna tell it right. But paraphrasing the story I heard, and what it, it was was just make it plain.
0: Just make it plain.
2: Okay, I'll plain. Okay, I'll make it plain. Yeah. So it was two people that walked up to heaven's gates. And the person before the lady, it was a man and a lady. When the man made it to see Jesus, the man began to say, okay, I saved 10,000 people. I uh, healed the sick. I did all these things. I'm ready, God, to go into heaven. And God said, depart from me. I know you're not. Okay. When the woman got to see Jesus, she said, well, God, you could go ahead and banish me now because all I did my entire life was raise one son. I raised him in church, but that's all I did. I didn't do enough. And God said, come on in, baby. You don't block paraphrases here. So God said, you know, you know you've been made whole. Come on in the heaven, right? And then when she began to ask God, she asked him, how can I make it in? I only raised and put my time into one person. And God said, well, I only called you or purpose you to raise that one person, because that one son that you raised in God, he saved 10,000 people. Mm. And the 10,000 that he saved out of that 10,000, that person saved 100,000 people. I called you to to, to save one, which ultimately saved millions. And that's, again, how I feel about y'all. Y'all, may feel like, you know, this is small, we're only reaching a small amount of people. But just y'all doing what y'all doing can reach one person that can ultimately change the world. So don't take what y'all doing lightly. It's no small thing. This is huge. Like, y'all have already impacted me. Just by asking me to be a part, and I'm not just saying it, y'all asking me to be a part of this made me take a step back and dig dig deep into my soul. Like, why do I do what I do? Nobody has really, people would ask but nobody acts with a microscope. I feel like, I see this as like a microscope. It makes you look deep into a thing, Six and stones. It's a name and all that, but I feel like it's a microscope what y'all are doing. Y'all really shining light deeper than the surface, but y'all going underneath that and really helping people to understand, to evaluate, and to just pull up who they really are. That's what y'all do for me. And I know not, I'm not the only one. So man. I feel all that to say, that man, y'all doing a great thing. Appreciate hey pre- hey pre- appreciate it. Say say something we're gonna need somebody. To... Yeah, appreciate the same We're gonna need somebody to come back on the interview us. So uh the, the rest of, yeah, you know, when we flip the table, you know, we, we... okay, 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 all right, all right. Okay. Appreciate it though, man.
1: Appreciate okay, it. yeah, you 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 helping us, Doc. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey speaking of uh behind the scenes and, and impacting people and you know filling the void, uh along with that comes some challenges. and and the other side of of filling those voids. So with that, uh, can you uh, point out any specific challenges or obstacles you faced in organizing and managing an award show and how you overcame them?
2: Yes, absolutely. So what was funny about me doing the award show, I told you that, you know, I love to do them. I love to watch them. You know, I saw somebody do a production and then I had a vision from God. So I said, okay, so I jumped right out there. I started planning it, I made the uh, announcements, I made the uh, ballots, we did the websites, full-fledged award show, 2016. It was time for the award show and we sitting there probably like two hours before it started. And one of my team members was like, so where are the envelopes that we open to announce the women? And I was like, what you talking about? So literally at that moment I realized I love to do the award shows, but I, had, I put no time in to figure out what it takes to do award shows. And in that moment, we had to sit down and realize we, were, we had planned the show with no preparation. That not even make sense. Mm. We planned the show with no preparation. What was preparation, what was missing was I didn't take the time to get nobody who had done it to say, what does it take? I didn't do no research. All I knew is, so if God told me to do it, it's going it's to work out. So we sat there two hours before the show and had to figure out how we were gonna fill all these gaps because I had no idea what I was doing. In that moment, that first award show behind the scenes was chaotic. It was terrible. It was all over the place, but the people on the outside never saw it. But when I got done, man, I was musted. (laughs) We was running, we we literally had to run to the car. (laughs) <laughs> to go get an award and run it backstage. <laughs> and at the moment that the person was walking on the stage, we handed it to them it really gracefully, and they never knew. But what I tell you, it was terrible. So at that moment, I realized, like, we got to prepare a little better for this. So, and man, I can say throughout the years, from 2016 to now, we're still learning. I wish I could say that by now that I have it, every year, something can be done better. And it's almost like what I see is like the, the whack-a-mole, almost like a, a hole, and you put your hand over one hole, and the head will come up elsewhere. That's, that's how it is. Like every time I move, okay. So then I begin to say, okay, I can't cover these holes by myself. Let me get a team. So you cover that one. So then somebody covering this one, and then a mole puts his head through a wall. So now we got to figure out how we can cover this and do this. Like it's a never ending cycle of learning and taking the time to be better day by day. I learned something every year. This year, matter of fact, even today, I had obstacles. Things I had to like kind of streamline like, man, I don't want to deal with this, this close to work, <laughs> it's part of the process. When you're doing something with this many arms, with this many size, with this many demographics to it, it's going to always be something. But what I can say, the trick, to being able to do this, the team, you gotta have an amazing team. Like it it would never be a perfect show. Things would yeah. never be flawless. But when you have a team behind you, and shout out to my team, because I know they aren't um yeah. I have a CAO, I have a CFO, I have a vice president, I have assistants, all those things. Those people hold me up. There were so many times, man, I was like, I'm done. Like, and I remember specifically the worst year for me was 2020. So 2020 was our first year being televised. And from 2016 to 2020, I got in the groove. I was like, okay, I know what I'm doing. I you know, got the big head. Man, I can do this. And I got this. But I didn't realize that having a normal award show and having a televised award show, two totally different things. So although I had learned how to plan for the one I did from 2016 up to 2020, I was not prepared for it being televised. So man, I remember coming out on stage, like pissed off. It was going so bad. I walked out on stage, (laughs) man, they can tell you. I grabbed the mic in front of a packed church and said, yeah, I can go home, drop the mic, went to the back.
1: Yeah, that's the cold
2: water. (laughs) Yeah. Y'all can just leave, not walk (laughs) down. And then, you know, and I said that to say, that's where my team came in. Like, man, people came, they like, came to the back, surrounded me and started praying. Because I was broken. I was embarrassed. I was like, man, I'm starting to get this recognition. I done made this post. Hey, I've been doing this since 2016. Now I'm going to be on TV. You know what I'm saying? So I'm getting, I'm getting okay, I'm, start, I'm, I'm starting to become somebody. Like, I'm starting, I'm starting to be somebody. And then I get in front of all these people, and I'm a failure. You know that's how I feel. I'm a failure, man. I, I I've embarrassed my name and myself. Like things aren't going right. So I was broken. But it was that team of people that surrounded me, praying for me. Now they took me back out to the front of the church, and they brought a pastor up. And the pastor started praying for me, y'all. Yeah, this is no joke. He was praying for me. You know how you'd be kind of mad. So I was doing this. He was praying, <laughs> and I was doing this. And he got on the mic and said, "We gotta make him feel better. What's his cash out?" I said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. For it's those moments, man. Yeah, so I will say, like, it's never, it has never been easy, and I'm still dealing with things. But at the end of the day, this, this award was my baby. I can't live without it. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So when we talk about behind the scenes, um, a lot of people think we're just talking about behind stage, but <laughs> we're talking about from the time you start planning. Up until your event is complete Uh so from the time you start planning like what's one of the one of the things that that's most complex about leading up to the event oh wow I think I would have to say the most complex that's an awesome question the most complex thing about planning for this event would have to be this year I have to say scheduling like this year all, all of us are really busy this year. All of us doing some amazing things on their own. So when we first started, everybody was kind of free. You know what I'm saying? So we had time to meet for hours and days and you know, practice day and night. But this year, my people really have some, a lot of great things going on. And something I learned throughout the years is if you want people to support you, you have to support other people. You know, like there is no, oh, this is big, this is small, this is medium. You give energy to those that you want energy from. So what I found myself doing is still trying to balance life, still trying to support those that support me, and still trying to plan for my own things. So sometimes scheduling can be very difficult because with an award show, there's a lot that you have to go over. I have to write scripts. I have to come up with songs. We have to come up with things. We have to figure out who's going to do the songs. we got to figure out who we want to um, honor. So it's a lot, and those things takes time. Because what I realized throughout the years also is I don't want to be the only one saying that I want X, y, Z, A B C blah, 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 a team effort. I want to hear everybody's opinion, right? So sometimes it can be challenging trying to get everybody together to go ahead and make these things stick and make everybody like kind of like be included because you'll we'll never want people to feel like they report to you. I don't want this to be like a dictation. I don't want that. But I want the people that's with me to feel like you're with me. So, but, but I can't say honestly. This year's scheduling has been very challenging, but we, we we've made it work. Okay, yep. excuse me, while I take a sip of my
1: paraphrase apple juice. <laughs> 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 so, um, I wanted to touch on something else um, okay. that goes on, you know, behind the scenes. And this is just kind of speaking on, you know, we grew up, both of us quartet singing and all that. So, a lot of these people, you know, that. uh, you're uh, recognizing and bringing to the shows. You know you've been a fan of them. You've sung their songs. You know on Sunday morning. So, um, like, how is this trying to, you know, run a business, run a show, and then also, you know, you are a fan. You know of some of these people that you're bringing on. So how do you not? How you deal with the not getting starstruck and and all that?
2: I actually I love those far strip moments. Actually, because they keep me humble. So I actually I actually like indulge in that type of thing. Like I want them to know I'm a fan. Like even with y'all. That's why I took the time to even let y'all know, hey y'all, like y'all inspire me just by being yourselves So I I marvel in those kind of things. I feel like we should always because I don't never want to get too big or too high to where I feel like you know what, I don't want I don't want to see you as how I want to see you or I wanna acknowledge you for who you really are to me. So I always take the time because like I said. I'm an encourager. That's my purpose. So I'm going to always find a way to encourage. So when I do bring in those people, like George Dean, George Dean is my favorite singer of all time, Quintin I love that man. And we honored him last year. And he was there. So I made sure that I took the time to let him know, man, I listened to your music. Like days when I was depressed, days when I needed to feel God, when I needed to hear the presence of God, I listened to some of your songs. So I'm never going to lose that. Like, I don't ever want to lose their adoration, their respect, their honor for those people. So, I actually love this one of my favorite parts, actually. Okay. To say, hey, I built a platform, and now the people that I admire can come and be a part of it. Yeah. And like, it's beautiful. And to be honest, it wasn't always like that. I remember when I first got started, man, I would reach out, man, to people, and they would leave me on reading. They would be like, oh, you ain't doing nothing. You know? Oh. And then some of these are the same people that say, hey, why you didn't ask me to be a part? So, and then I have to choose to ignore the fact, or not even acknowledge the fact that, hey, you left me on red. Because it's not, it's not even in my heart to do. I just move forward. You can keep it pushing.
1: Yeah.
0: Do you actually get a chance to, uh, I know you say you marvel in those moments uh, because you're a fan of a lot of the people you bring on. But, you know, being the CEO, running around, being busy, handling all the business that come with doing the show, Do you actually get a chance to enjoy in the moment, or is it something that you have to look
2: back at and relish? I have to look back at it. Hopefully, this is the first year I'll be able to sit in the moment and enjoy it. That's funny that you asked that because I just had a meeting with my team last week and told them, don't come ask me no questions on the day of. Don't, I don't. Look, I put somebody in place to be able to streamline that because I've always been. And you know what? A lot of it really was me. Because you know, when you have a baby, even if we look at it as being in a natural tense, if I had a child, I don't have a child yet, but if I had a child, I do realize that I can't go to work, babysit the child, feed the child, and teach the child. I realize at some point, I gotta hand my child off to daycare. Then from there, I gotta going so go to school so they can be taught by professional. At some point, they gotta go to college. So I said that to say, for a long time, I wouldn't hand off my baby to anybody because I feel like I'm the only one that would that nurture it, that would care for me how I needed to be taken care of. So I'm just now getting to a point. And it's not that I didn't have a team in place to be able to handle it without me being so hands on. I just wouldn't trust anybody with my baby. So yeah. I'm just now getting to a point. Hopefully this year, bring me back on next month. And I'm gonna take that went. Hopefully this year is my first year I'll be able to take a step back and say, "Yeah, I got this. I'm gonna go enjoy it, but to be honest, it hasn't happened yet. Those going to happen this time. Come on, come on! I believe
0: that.
2: Yeah, those are all great points too.
1: Yep. Yes, sir. Yep. Um. So we're gonna we're gonna kind of jump into uh, show evolution.
2: Okay.
1: A little bit. So uh, <clears throat> we talked about the first show mm-hmm. in, in 2016. Yeah. Um, What's been, what's kind of been your vision uh, from 2016 up until now? How, and how, how have you seen it change, you know, over the years? Kind of walk us through. Okay. Uh, So, when I
2: first started, it was um, the Mississippi Merit Awards. And I guess it still is, you know, kind of, but I'll explain that. But when I first started, it was the Mississippi Merit Awards. And I only wanted to shine light and encourage. Um, artists, preachers, and, and singers from Coldwater up to, I think I said it was something like Olive Branch. I just wanted those cities from Coldwater to Olive Branch. So when I, when I did the first one and then you know, the second one, you know, people from different parts of Mississippi would be like, hey, well, what about us? Now we're down here in Tuttwiler, or we're in Clarksville, or we're in Jackson, what about us? So I said, okay, it's cool. so I expanded it to all of Mississippi. And it was just Mississippi people. Just only Mississippi people could be nominated. Only Mississippi people would perform all of those things. So as I began to do that, even to answer the question, it began to revolutionize or evolve when I when God began to give me the vision to expand it outside of just Mississippi. And the reason that I I'm really really elated to be able to expand it outside of Mississippi because taking the outside of Mississippi gives me, gives me, I'm trying to see the, the best word, it gives me the ability to be able to really shine a light on Mississippi. That don't make sense, let me explain. So, and I, I jump to where what it has evolved to, and this is where I am now, and this is where I will forever be. My goal going forward from here on out is to honor a celebrity, as well as a hometown hero. I wouldn't do that every year. That's my goal. So let me back up. Moving out of Mississippi gives me the opportunity to bring in celebrities from all over the world, which also gives me to pair them with somebody from Coldwater. Because what that does is, it lets the one from Coldwater know, you may have not ever been out of Mississippi, you may not have been to the Grammys, but this night, you're going to be on the same stage with a celebrity. This night, you're going to feel like who you really are. This night, you're going to understand that the stage or the city don't make you great. You're great already. So if you wanted an award, if you wanted to be on stage with a celebrity, if you wanted to feel like this is what it takes for me to be, to quote, unquote, I've made it, this is your night. So this year is my first year doing it, and I never stop. We're bringing in the legendary, one of the most celebrated gospel artists of all time, the River She's coming, we're honoring her this year, but at the same time, we're honoring the Salem Harmonizers also. So they are my two honorees this year. We got got a celebrity from, uh, I think she's, I don't remember the city, but then you got another celebrity from Olive Ranch, Mississippi. They'll be on the same stage, both being honored for a lifetime of achievement. That's what I want to do every year. So it has evolved to my real dream and that's to really encourage And allow somebody to feel that you're just as good as somebody on BT. You're just as good as somebody who has 10 Grammys. You're just as good as somebody who has been on Oprah and sit with Tyler Perry. You're just as good. So a lot of times we feel like we're not afforded the opportunities that they have. So what I had to do was create my own opportunity. Create my own stage. Create my own light to shine on people that I feel like deserve it. So that's what it has evolved to. And that is what it will forever be. So I'm already preparing to bring in a new celebrity next year. I'm already looking to honor a new hometown hero. And it will always be celebrity, hometown hero. Because I want the, the hometown people to know you're just as great.
1: Yeah, I got, I got some hometown heroes for you. Call me.
2: Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm telling you. know. I'm telling you. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, 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 before we move forward, i just put the uh, the flyer up there. Just want to put it up again, um, to remind people that the merit awards is, um, the second of September, so coming week, uh, red carpet events at four o'clock, ceremony starts at six. This is going to be at the Golden Gate Cathedral and, um, (coughs) on James Road in Memphis, Tennessee, yes, sir, 6 p.m.
0: sharp. The website says 6 p.m. sharp, yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Make sure sure you let them know, sharp. on time get out of time yes sir yeah I wanted to uh circle not really circle back but kind of just touch on the fact that uh as the show has evolved um uh, as it's grown um you probably um, not probably you have a bigger audience um how has that impacted your reach to be able to get different people to come on and uh just participate in the show itself
2: That's a great question. And in that question, I want to ask you you guys a question. Cause I always hear people say that, you know, you really can't, well, they always say something along the lines of your hometown doesn't support, like people outside do. And I would love to know, do you guys agree with it?
1: Agreed. I do. Mm
2: -hmm. Or
0: I think it depends on a lot of times I think yes and yes. I think the answer is yes to both questions. Wow. Yeah. Um I definitely, especially as much as I move around, I get a lot of support from different people from everywhere. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it might feel like more so than hometown support. Um, but then at the same time, I know I get a lot of love at home. And times at home, people just have a different way of showing it to where uh they may be showing you love and you not know it. Like, it yeah. may not be as open as someone from somewhere else. And this so, like, that doesn't mean they're not supporting it. they're not showing you love. So, I think you just kind of got to take that for what it is and kind of balance the two out. But uh, it definitely seem, seems like that at times, but I, I think that could be misleading. This, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah I, and I'll I echo, you know, kind of what, what Max said uh, because it, it definitely, you know, seems that way. But I'll I add this piece. It, it kind of feels like to me sometimes like people from your hometown like are scared to kind of associate their names with yours because they don't know you know what it's gonna be yet like well they don't know what you're gonna be yet. so it's like I gotta make sure you know uh they make it or make sure they get there first and then it's like you end up looking back like well you you went with me in the beginning and then now. You know, it's like you, you're trying to support or you're trying to latch on now that you see me out here, you know, doing it. But it's like the whole time, to Max point, they they were kind of supporting you privately. They just,
2: you know, didn't, didn't tell you. So. Yeah. yeah and, and I agree with all that. Uh, I think one of the biggest things is um, and and, I, and I'll say this true for myself too. I think we um, set the expectation of other people based on what we would do. Uh, and how we will support. Because me, me personally, um, I don't think it's anybody out of co-op doing anything that I don't support in one capacity or another. Even if we don't agree on certain things, I still support on one capacity or another. That don't mean I agree with everything they do. it don't mean I disagree with everything they do. But what that means is, like, for example, your, your merit awards, you know, that's coming up. Just because I don't – if I don't physically show up, it don't mean I don't support it. But right. to your point, to your point about the you know passing it from one person to ten thousand people, I may send ten people your way. You see what I'm saying? And uh, and to Max, to Max's point, you know, um, sometimes you don't know. You know, and, and you get, you get support from other people that are not hometown heroes. But what I will say is, these bigger companies they don't get rich off their neighbors. They get rich off people who don't know them, and they get rich off people. And when I say rich, I mean wealthy too. They get wealthy and rich off people who don't know them, and they also get wealthy and rich off um, um people who want to know who they are. So until you get to that point with somebody, then you can't really look at who's supporting, who's not supporting. I also just do your thing. It'll come fluidly. Oh, yeah, was, yeah all right with me. What, uh, what, uh,
1: yeah, hold on, hold on. It's uh, Mark, Mark, what, six and four? Uh, Profit what? Not without honor?
2: yes in his hometown that's what made me think about it. That's exactly what came to mind that's why i asked the question yeah. and that's because uh he asked uh jermaine asked about my reach and i remember people will always say the exact scripture Jordan, and i would be like well no i don't agree with that because you no know, people support you know you know the the churches that i would have to show with will be packed i don't know, i'm supporting but it's not until i expanded out of mississippi that i really feel what real support is yeah. i think eric eric just almost gracefully defined the difference, the differences of support. So I feel like just because y'all are showing up, I'm supported. Yeah. But man, when I began to go outside of my homes, outside of Mississippi, people would not only show up, they would write me checks. Man, they would like honor me. I would walk into programs. People would be like, oh, hold on. The CEO of the merit Wars is here. Stand up. And I'd be like, oh my God, you don't get this at home. So that reach that he just asked about, man, when I went out of Mississippi, and I don't think it's a bad thing. I think, um, I think Ali, I just said it best. It's so many different reasons to why a person just, I would say unknowingly doesn't support or pour into what they should do. I don't think it's intentional. I think there are many different factors as to why, but it's something about those people that's on the outside, man, like they reach since I have, and I said, I'll just say, the moment that I went outside of just Mississippi, my reach has been through the roof, man. Oh, man, one example. When I started my new job, I've been um, working for this bank as a as an analyst for about two years now. And I remember going to lunch with a coworker. And we was talking, and I was like, hey, you know, um, I got an award show. And she said, oh, um, is it um, the Golden Triangle Awards or the Merit Awards? And I was like, man, you know... Of my brand before you even knew me, like that's the reach. So just to answer, so that's the reach. Now it's more people. I feel like know more about my brand than they even know me. So that's a, that's a powerful reach. But with that power comes a lot of responsibility. Exactly. So now I have to make sure my name is clean. I have to make sure I be mature because I deal with a lot of people. There's a lot of different personalities, Mm -hmm. a lot of different attitudes, a lot of different responsibilities, a lot of different um, standards that I have to cater to, not kiss, but cater to. Mm. So I have to make sure that I'm always in a place of dignity, uh, of a lot of different things. So I always have to keep myself myself on my toes because I don't want to lose that influence. Because just like people are saying, oh, this is great you know, you're doing a great thing, people can say that I'm mean, people can, it can change, and people can say I'm unprofessional, it can change, and people can say I don't, I don't respect people, I don't support, so I try to make sure I keep myself humble, I try to keep myself grounded, because I don't want to lose the influence, and I do want to reach more people, and I do want to go more places, It's even came to a point now, to where other award shows reach out to me to come help do their award shows. Yeah. I think that has been the most fulfilling and the, one of the best feelings, that you see what I'm doing and want me to be a part of helping you cultivate and execute yours. Exactly. So um, I, I've got requests from other award shows to come and be on panels. I've gotten re- requests to come and be stage managers, to be on the creative side, and I think that has been fulfilling. So that reach that you asked about is, re- that reach is reaching, and I'm happy about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um I was gonna ask a question about um about evolving, but you don't already touched on it. So we're gonna go ahead and transition to um the selection process. I think Matt wants to touch on something. Okay. Selections.
0: Uh yeah, I was just gonna ask like what criteria do you use to select award recipients, like uh for specific qualifications, categories, and then uh, in addition to that, how do you go about doing it since the reach has expanded outside of Mississippi, which mm-hmm. would seem like it's it's taking it would take a, a bigger team to do or, you know, more work to do?
2: Mm-hmm. So I don't do any qualifications. We do a nomination period and in, in that nomination period, um, it's about a month. So we have the categories in this entry style. So anybody can go on the website and nominate anybody for any of the categories. As long as that person is doing what that category do, like if it's a song or if it's a female vocals of the year and you're a stripper, you, you can't be nominated to be on no category just because people don't vote for you. So as long as you do what you're being nominated for and you get enough nominations, to we let you in. So we do. We try to do the top five of each category. So it's man, it's completely open. As long as you're a singer and you nominated, the top five people of those categories will let them through. So, yep. so, so so if I got a clothing line and make nominate me, y'all can put me on the ballot? Absolutely. OK. All right. As long as so it, now it's getting to now, we have a lot of nominations. So you have to be, uh, not a lot, but you have to be nominated a lot in order to just as long as you beat the I, other people. I just got to be top the five,
0: top five. Yeah. <laughs> top
2: five. You in there. Yep. Yeah. yep. Yep. So, and I know a lot of award shows do kind of, like, decipher or try to say, well, they ain't doing enough. It's not like that, like, yeah, again, the basis of my award show is encouragement. So I want that on the dog. I want that with other person, because that's where that's who my focus is anyway. So I'm not doing anything to kind of, like, push away anybody who's not doing enough. As long as you're doing something, and people, because it goes back to the influence of people in a way, because if people love you, or if you love yourself, because some people go in there and nominate themselves a whole lot, every day So as long as you have that drive to want that recognition, or people have the drive to want you recognized, man, we come on, we got
1: you. What What's your role? um, I guess I would ask uh, in that process. Is that something you try to stay away from? Because I, you know, um, I guess you know it can can really get messy or sticky. You know, if people feel like you know you're playing favorites, or you know you're showing favoritism, or. Uh, whatever. So what, what, what's your role in that, in that process?
2: So I have, I have a COO that, ha- that handles that. So I'm in the process as it relates to the nominations. But when it comes to the winners, we have on the website calculates the winners, of course. And it'll show who won. How, it'll show how many people got the most votes. You know, who's second, first, third, fourth place. They're right there. I don't like having the hand in it. I, I, I want to see who won. But as far as like getting deep into that, I try to stay out of it and you just say it best because people will, and they have said that, you know, maybe I think when I first started. And, and my mom really had to make that make sense for me because I was saying, well, why would people say something like that? And she was saying, well, you know, everybody on your ballot pretty much is at your church. So then I was like, hold up. I was like, hold up. So I, that's one thing I learned in the first year. After the first year, I said from that point on, Nobody that was really, really close to me could be nominated. So that's something I stuck to. And I'm just of starting to lift it now, because now I think people understand the integrity behind it. And, you know, a lot of things you have to prove. And I wish we shouldn't, we wouldn't have to do those things. But sometimes when people don't know you and you're new, you have to prove yourself. So I had to do whatever it takes for people to know, okay, this is who I am, man. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to cheat you. I'm not going to try to give something to somebody who doesn't deserve it. So now that I have built the integrity and the reputation of who I am, now I can say, okay, now, now y'all can come on be a part. But it took some time, man. It took some time to kind of build that that reputation of integrity to where people wouldn't say those things and where people would allow me to kind of be hands on because I like being hands on. So now I'm at a place to where I can be hands on, but I'm ready to kind of step back and let somebody else do it. Yeah. So question on the, uh, on the website. Like you mentioned, um, you can go on there and vote, and you guys tally the votes based off the website. So is there like a, a criteria or a blockage to make sure that somebody's not going there to vote a million times? Like, it's not. It's okay. not. Yep. Yep. It's wide open. Okay. It's wide open. They can vote as many times. Like, we don't put no block on it. Um, one device can vote all day if they want to. And how I feel about it, I, I like it because if you're that determined, and you aren't that bad. I want I want to see you. I want to meet you. I, yeah, come on, you keep on voting all day so I can so I can see your name on there and I can realize thank you for, for believing in my brain enough that you would take the time out of your schedule to want to be on a, be a part of the dead babe. I love it. Yeah, make you open up a new category.
1: Yeah.
2: Best voter of the year. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. And so um and then I guess, you know, we kind of transitioning, you know, at this point, uh, just kind of talking about, you know, the people who do win. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I feel like we've kind of seen how people's careers will change, you know, just being nominated. You know, they put, now they can put Grammy nominated or Emmy nominated or Stella Award nominated, you know, six times this. Like, kind of speak uh, to that, how you've seen people's careers or their brands, you know, change or evolve. Uh, just by being nominated and or a uh, winning uh, at the Merit Awards.
2: You know, I really think that the person's careers change after winning those nominations, and that's not every level from the uh, Merit Awards up to the Grammys or whatever. I think, I think the real shift in that is internally. I feel like a lot of times we feel like once we have something tangible to show that I matter or that I mean something, or that I won. I think something shifts on the inside of a person. And I think that's what these awards do for people. It's that light switch to say, I'm good enough. I think I kind of spoke about that earlier. But it's not just awards. They can do that. Like it can be a word. Like that's why, again, I value what you guys are doing because I feel like I'm doing awards. You guys are using your words. So that is the beautiful thing about life, we're here to make an impact, we're here to empower, we're here to change somebody's lives. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like for me, my story is those awards, it shifts the paradigm of the individual to say, I'm good at And in that moment, I mean, you know, people do things because they enjoy it, they're good at it. They do it because somebody has told them they're supposed to do it. But what happens in the moment when you realize I'm called to do this, Makes all the difference, and I can say this: is what these awards do for people, it makes them realize I'm good enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the same thing y'all doing with the podcast. Yeah. So,
1: so, so you gonna have a podcast category next year?
2: Absolutely,
1: <laughs>
2: absolutely. You know, yeah, absolutely. They're gonna play and watching me on there. Hey, look, I'm going to go on there and vote for us so many times, I'm going to say, like, we'll <laughs> get in the middle of Absolutely. You know, so many votes are going to be so crazy. <laughs> Absolutely. You got to have Steve Harder present that junk. When's look, look
1: all, of, we, all three of us are going to take PTO that week. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir.
2: So,
0: so um, with the show, with award shows in general, the, the landscape, uh, the traditions, and trends change as, as time goes on. So how do you tend to keep up with the new trends as well as under the traditions of award shows as you continue to do this? You
2: know, it's so crazy that y'all really be on it because there's something else that came, came to my mind. I really wanted to change the entire trajectory of the entire war this district because the vision that i had for it is completely against tradition but part of me was like man will they will this be okay will people accept it and then part of me was saying well maybe you can start a new trend." but happy ever i didn't do it i stuck with the tradition so that's an amazing question and y'all could probably help me with that because for me sometimes we can want to be so great and we can want to be so outside the box that fear begins to set in and it makes you feel like I have to do what everybody else does in order to be accepted. So that's something uh, I'm struggling with kind of going against the grain, kind of because a lot of times, especially when it's something this big, and as it grows, my team grows. So when I have these thoughts and these visions to do something different, I almost have to. Um, I almost have to, what I'm trying to say, convince them that, or, you know what I'm saying, to convince them that this is a good way to go. And sometimes, you know, you can kind of look at facial expressions or you can kind of feel like, man, and they'll make a you question yourself, like, wait, am I overdoing it? Am I going too far to the box? So I haven't really made it to a point to where I'm confident enough. Like, you know what? I'm going to do it like this. I don't care what nobody say. I'm going to do how I'm feeling because I think sometimes that fear of failing is still there. Man, so you I can help me pick. So so uh I'm gonna, I'm gonna start I'm gonna take this fellas beyond mine. I'm I'm, I'm gonna start by saying 20. okay, all right. I'm gonna start by saying that um open colour we
0: are we are almost a year in. We almost a year dynamite. in Huh? Jordan hey, call you open colour, I said dynamite. I, I don't know what
2: <laughs> <anymore>. <laughs> Got a
0: butterfly neck on, don't.
2: Hey, 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 forget, hey, forget what they talking about, man. We talking there, don't forget that. You are your H hey, block, don't. You? Hey, man, hold on that, hold on that. Y'all going too far? Hold on. So, so look, y'all make me feel my thoughts. But look, when we, when we started this. when We started this, uh, as as you know, when the pandemic came about, there was a lot of people starting podcasts. You know, and I'm talking about celebrities and all. Mm-hmm. And some people may think, oh, they're just doing it because it's popular. That ain't why we're doing it. And if you notice, and the people who've been watching and following since we started, the root of what we're doing is we're starting out by highlighting people from cold water, mm-hmm. which is totally different from what anybody else is doing in the podcast world. Totally mm-hmm. different. If, you, if I came to you today, well, let, me, let me go back. If I came to you a year ago and I said, hey, man, we're about to start a podcast. We're going to start talking about people from cold water." You're gonna be like, man, these jump crazy. They're gonna be the same old stuff they did in high school because that's what everybody thought. It's true. But what they didn't know is 31 31 weeks down the down the road, you got engineers, you got CEOs, you know, people that ain't from co but right there in Tate County. You got you got pilots and you know, you got Princeton James and all these different people. Yep. We did a lot of great things, which put, puts us in our own lane. Mm-hmm. So, for me, it ain't no fear. Because we doing exactly what we wanna do the way we wanna do it. So it ain't, ain't no fear for me. But fellas, I'll let y'all take it over. Yeah, I I'll definitely say,
1: you know, they, they probably don't mind me saying this, but uh I'm the one that have to be real, real then sometime. Cause I be you know, I throw some stuff out there and then Mac may be like, nah, we ain't, ain't time for all this shit. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, man, you know, it's just, you know, uh this this here is uh you know, th- this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. You know? And uh, I mean, I just say to you, man, like, go. You got to go for what you know. And I mean, like that, that's that's that that's that fabric that's bred in the you know, coming from where we come from. I mean, yeah. you got to go for what you know. And I mean, you know, from where we're from, ain't nobody else doing what you're doing. I ain't saying nobody else doing what we doing. So I mean, we we gonna be the ones just, you know doing what going back and helping people and, uh, you know, helping them put their stuff together. So somebody watching from Coldwater, yeah. you, know, you know, other places right now. I love it. I love
0: it. I think uh, it's a lot of different ways you could do it. I think it's a lot of different ways you can introduce your changes that you want to bring about. So I guess it depends on what it is, the format, and how you introduce it to your team. But uh, ultimately – Blockbuster is no longer around because they refused to adapt to what was going on in the industry. So, I mean, you know, take that for what it's worth. Uh, fail fast and
2: keep going. Jermaine, J- J- you a preacher? <laughs> he I'm a prophet, like, man. man. Man, you got a word on me, boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I love
1: it. I love it. So, um, let's see. It made me forget where we was at. He made me... <laughs> Hold on. How I make you forget? You made, start, you made me start thinking about my taxes, man. So, <laughs> <laughs> Man, I got a, uh, <laughs> a paper airplane on, don't I? <laughs> hey, hey, look.
0: I'm, I'm going to let y'all have it. I'm going to let y'all have the tonight. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm going
2: to let them have it. All I, I, gonna do, look I look ain't do it like a paper plane,
1: there. man. I ain't going to front. I ain't even going there tonight. Well, you like when the Temptation was trying to get a record deal. I <laughs> <laughs> am right, <I'm> through, bro. <laughs> of one of the distances. <laughs> hey, Darren, we're going to move on. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, okay. I ain't going there, <laughs> <gonna move on. laughs> oh, <laughs> but no, nah, man. So, uh, I guess we are kind of talking about uh, the viewer experience and, and you know everything that you're doing, you know, in that area. Uh, you, you mentioned earlier about uh, streaming live on TV. So, uh, you know, just kind of is, is that something that's going to be a part of the show uh, this year? Uh, are we streaming on social media? Like, what does what what all that look like now as far as the viewer experience?
2: So I don't do any streaming live. Just because there's so many aspects that have to go into it, we have to um, cut certain things, you know, in order to fit Tifa, we have to fit in a certain time slot. So nothing airs live. But one vision that I did have was whenever we air it or we air when we record it, I always air it on Thanksgiving Eve. And that's just strategic on my behalf because that's when people are, are at home, they're cooking, they're with their families. So it will record on September 2nd, which is Saturday, but it'll air. Thanksgiving Eve. So I don't do no videos. They can take pictures, but no videos, no live streaming, none of that. So it'll be recorded there, but it'll air. It'll air on Thanksgiving Eve. That's, that's, a, that's a good night. That's when we all kicked off. That's right, one your anniversary? Right. Oh, okay. Thank you. home, man. Okay, that's good. One. Copy back home. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. So yeah, so this our, that's our tradition. So it airs every Thanksgiving Eve, yep. Yeah.
0: So so what can the, the viewer, those that's coming to support expect as it relates to the overall experience?
2: Oh man, you can expect like such a breeze of balance. We're going to laugh, we're going to cry, we're going to be empowered, we're going to be encouraged, we're going to be surprised. Because there's still so much that I haven't released that's going to happen that night. So like you're going to have church, you're going to have because you know last year you know this is a gospel award show, but last year I had my singers to do uh, music from Dream Girls. So like I want a, I want a secular music like we um, included a secular artist of the year because I feel like they need encouragement too. You know what I'm saying? I'm not just trying to reach those that are saved, you know. I, Jesus said, I came to save the lost. I came for the lost. I didn't come for you who already got together. Yeah. So, so it's going to be a balance of a little bit of everything, man. I got a comedian, Will Johnson. He is hilarious. So, man, we're going to laugh, man. I got people like Pastor Marcus Newsom, who no matter how far you go, he's going to make you cry and do all this stuff one way or the other. So, I got Listen Old Smith, who's one of the best female vocalists in the world. So, It's going to be a little bit of everything. Like, whoever comes, it's going to appeal to everybody. If you like music, if you like church, if you like um, the word, if you like to laugh, everybody's going to be empowered or have a good time. If you come, you're going to have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. So, so kind of touch on the uh, reality TV portion of it. Oh, homework. Okay. So, my vision this year was, the thing is the miracle was reality show. So uh, I, I started watching reality TV. I love reality shows. Um, and what I wanted to do is, you know, reality shows have this negative connotation attached to it. So I want to kind of kind of rebrand that for me. I know I can't rebrand the entire uh, reality show perspective, but I did want to just do something different with my show. So we started preparing for the Merit Awards back in February. And what we did was we took the TV crew, with us. So every meeting, every rehearsal, every brainstorming, all of those things, the cameras have followed us. So we're gonna do a two-day premiere this year. So the reality show aspect which all that means is the reality show is what it takes to prepare and to execute our war show. So on Thanksgiving Eve we'll air the reality portion from our first meeting to our last rehearsal. So you'll catch the arguing, you'll catch us disagreeing, you'll catch me putting my foot down saying I said no. Nah. You're going to catch all that <laughs> up into the actual award show. So the reality portion will be Thanksgiving Eve, and we'll probably air at the actual award show on Thanksgiving Day. So we're looking at a two-day premiere. So all it is is just a bird's eye, in-depth look into what it takes to do what we do. Yeah, I was going to ask you that when I was asking about the complexity leading up to it. It mm-hmm. jumped on my collar, so I have to wait and talk about it later.
0: <laughs> hey, you could ask now, freak fly. <laughs> freak fly, just asked. I just asked. Ask. Go on. Go on.
2: <laughs> Always becomes very hectic. Closer you get to it, the more hectic it becomes. It never fails. Yep. And and like I said earlier, there's some things you, you just can't plan for. Like, it's so diverse, man. It's so... It's so big, it's like it's almost like man. I think I did a um, example earlier about the whole mold thing. Like it's it's something so like we got a good reality show coming. Like it's it's a lot. But we always do what we do. because uh, God is the source and you know, and if your heart posture is correct, you're gonna get through whatever. Like all things work together for the good of them that mm-hmm. love the Lord. So even the down days, you know. I heard somebody say yesterday that he, he said he don't have bad days, his bad days are developmental days. Mm. So if it's changing the perspective, man, like maybe you have to experience a bad day this day so that way you can help somebody get out of their bad day tomorrow. You know, every day can can't be like the best day. Every day can be roses and all these different things. We have to experience all these different things. And ultimately, will God be a just God if he made our lives perfect when his son had died across. the cross, that even makes sense. So, we all have to go through things. So, and, um, I know I got deep, I can't help it. But <laughs> bringing back to the award show, I have to deal with these chaotic things because it's just a part of the process. Yeah. So, yeah. And it tends to hide me when I get closer to the show. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Um, <clears throat> you don't have to answer this uh if you don't want to uh but i just wanted to ask uh the financial uh commitment that you've had to make to do this um uh, and i guess this kind of goes along with partnerships and, and, and sponsorships but um just on a personal level mm-hmm. how m- like not how much are you pouring into this but how much of a financial you know commitment
2: uh I'm glad you answered this because <laughs> it was the financial portion that a month ago made me be like, I don't want to do this. I quit, we're not doing this this year. Back story. So from when I started, oh, yeah, let, let's be completely transparent. My first year doing it, 2016, I paid for everything out of my pocket. And I still was in the negative of a hundred dollars. I had to call my daddy, daddy. I got one bill left, a hundred dollars. He went to the bank, got the hundred. Cool. cool. Um, things progressed. In 2018, I remember I broke even. Cool. I remember going to my pastor and saying, I don't want to do this anymore. And he was saying, why I'm saying, because if I'm going to put all this time, this effort, all this planning into it, put all this money into it, and I don't make my money back, what's the point? And I just remember him encouraging me, you know I'm saying, don't give up, you know, and that's the year that I took a break. After that year, i so, like, I don't want to do this. But even with me not making money, I still left broken or empty when I didn't do it. So I knew I had to figure out how to be okay financially. So in 2020, it was the first year I started getting sponsors. So from 2020 up until 2023, so that's three years when I did the show, uh, my budget has always been $10,000. And the thing is, by 2020, people began to believe in me. By 2020, this was my first year televised, so it made sense for people to want to help pay because they realized we're doing something on a greater scale. So, and it was simple: Uh, $10,000. You know what I'm saying? I would say, "Hey, can you give 200? Like, I need a few people to give this amount. If I get a few, you got to give this amount. I have the money." And people came through like this, man. It was easy. So. From 2020 to 2023, my budget has always been ten thousand. But this year, I want to bring in a celebrity. My budget went from ten thousand to twenty thousand. So at this point, I'm being stretched. I'm out of my comfort zone. I know how to get ten thousand. I don't know how to get twenty thousand. So at this point, I have to figure out new ways to secure this budget. So now I find myself. In meetings with restaurants, with CEOs of restaurants, with people who have businesses. I'm trying to, hey, I've been doing this. I have this to show for it. I got video clips. I got testimonials. Will you please believe in me? Some did, some didn't. So about a month ago, man, out of 20,000, I was left with like 8,000. And I was like, man, we're a month. This was last month. Like, man, we, 8,000. I've gotten a few restaurants to, so I've gotten a few people to partner, but I've exhausted all options. I I don't, I I can't be embarrassed. I can't get up there and say, hey, y'all, can somebody give me some money? Like, we didn't make, we didn't make budget. So, and I remember praying, and I heard God say very clearly, He said, I got you, but you have to put the work in you. He said, No, I stand corrected. He said, I'm with you, but you have to put the work in you. So at that point I knew, and it was very clear that prayer without works was dead for me. That he would he would rain or shine on me or give to me, but I had to get up and work. So at that point, I went 10 times harder. And you know, for me, uh a lot of people that I felt like would do it, I felt like I shouldn't have to ask.
1: Mm-hmm. You
2: should automatically want to do it. So I'm not gonna ask you because now I'm begging. Not that I have to ask more than one time, but if I have to ask you at all, apparently you don't see my need, you don't see where I am. So at that point, I dropped that pride, the ego. I said, Hey, hey man, I'm 8,000 away. You know, we blah blah blah. So I started I meeting with other businesses. Man, one business I have to shout out that I met with was Crumpets on 51. Miss um, Tammy was amazing. When I first told her, Hey, I'm this amount away. From my budget. She said, "Come meet me. Come to the store." She gave me the time. I would love to help in the way I can. I live with her. You know, she, you know, you know, you
1: know. Like, yeah.
2: So, thank, thank God for Miss and Like so things like that. People like oh, that. Man, drop some I, wings. I never met her. Never mm-hmm. met her. But one of my team members said, "Well, Crump from Fifty One. They won the restaurant of the year one time." Reach out to her. I reached out to her, man. And she was, she was right there. So I said all that to say. A month ago, I was like, yeah, let's cancel the show. Man, I'm so sneaky. I was saying, we can just tell people that somebody got sick. You know, we don't, they don't even got to know that. <laughs> like, man, they don't even got to know that we ain't got no money. Yeah. But I can <laughs> say, I can stand say-
1: <laughs> Y'all know COVID rising back up.
2: <laughs> man, man, people getting nah, sick, man. Real. We got no home In the real time, real I ain't got no money. But I can say about a month ago, we were 8,000 away from the show being paid off. Today, we are $400 away from the show being paid completely off. And that's from $20,000 to only $400 left. $400. And to give a little clarity a little clarity to that, when you're doing an event, you never want to take money from the door to pay the b. Yeah. Door money is always profit. And another reason why you never want to take money from the door for an event is... When you have bills, you gotta pay from the door. You can't be present. I think Jermaine asked me that. You can't be present in the moment because what your mind is saying is, did we make enough? Did enough people get tickets? I wanna, keep go count the money and see if we good? When I get there on Saturday, I wanna know I'm coming to have a good time. My bills are paid. Like everything, everybody's showing up, they showing up and that money goes in my pocket. That money goes to pay my team. That money is somewhere, when I get through with this, I'm gonna take my wife on a vacation that's what door money is for. So, man, $400 away. So, when I got down to a thousand, I told my team, hey, we need 10 people to sell $100. So, we got six, so now we're down to our final four. So, yeah, so I think, I can say, I'm just now starting to get a profit, where for a long time there's a hole, then the hole turned into a breaking even, breaking even turned into making a little bit over. And now we're at a place to where we can really see a financial increase as it relates to budget.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I got a question uh, as far as sponsors go. What, what, how does sponsorship work? Mm-hmm. So how does it help someone to be a sponsor?
2: Mm-hmm. So we have different levels, um, and our highest level um, for a sponsor is. Um you get perks. So I think our highest level this year was a thousand dollar sponsors. So we had a few we had a couple of those, a few of those, I say. And with and some of those perks, if I can remember off the top of my head is when we air on TV, if in most most top level sponsors are businesses, right? So so their commercials, like in between the commercials, their logo will go up. Um they get certain advertisement on our websites or as it relates to, um, we do a magazine that we give away, that we have. So they automatically get almost a, a spread in the magazine. So it's different perks. Each level has different perks from 300. Right, right. To, I mean, anybody can pay anything, but they, the actual perks are like 300, 500, 1,000. Most of that, well, a thousand sponsors have only been businesses. And they started the perk. And I think my favorite perk will be the television advertising. That's not something anybody can just jump up and go jump on TV. So
0: this is one of our major perks for um, our top sponsor. Yeah. And so, so with that, is there, uh, like, when you start planning for the show, is there an open period that you say, hey, we're, we're now accepting sponsors? And so, like, like for an online audience or, like, you coming on the show, like, tonight, say you came on six months ago to introduce the show, would there have been uh, an advertising period for sponsors Mm-hmm. To, to be able to get in contact with you, or to reach out, or to go on the website and complete a form of some sort.
2: No, uh, well, we do have the forms, but they aren't on the website, and I need to add them to the website. We never about them on the website, but yeah. From the moment that the show is over to next year's show, sponsors, we are soliciting and asking for sponsors the entire year. Like so, a lot of times we actually we're more strategic um, about um, reaching out to people for sponsorships, just because you don't want anybody. Right, right. It, but we do have an open now. Yeah, I think somebody asked about do we kind of decipher through nominations? No, but for sponsors, yes, because no, our money ain't good money.
0: Yeah,
2: so we want you know we want people who to sponsor. I want them to believe in me. I want them to believe in what I'm doing, and then I want to partner to where as you know, we're if we we need the funds to help execute. I want to make sure I'm being able to give you something, because what you don't want to do is allow a person to sponsor the perks. And then you give them the perks and they're like, oh, I paid all this money for this. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So you want somebody who's, it's not really about uh, an eye for an eye. So I give you this and you give me that. No, I want somebody to say, when we come together, we're bringing our gifts, our talents, and our audiences together to help encourage each other to where it's not even really about the money. So those are the sponsors. Now nah, don't get me wrong, man. Nah. I want the money too. But at the same time, I do want people to sponsor, and I—I I, maybe start calling a partner proposal sponsorships, but I want those people who want to be with me because they believe in me. They—they they, um, believe in what I'm doing, and they want to see me prosper, and I want to feel the same way about them. But, yeah. take,
1: you're gonna have to take it back to church and call them captains. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that, look, that, that's what—that's what I was gonna say. You, you mentioned individuals, and you mentioned uh, businesses. Yeah. Um, but we know in the black community, it's a, lot, it's a lot of churches. Yes. And when we talk about the BET Awards and all those different awards, um, a lot of church folk watch those awards. And since you got a, a gospel award, you know, set up, mm-hmm. ha- have you gotten sponsorships or partnerships from churches? Or are you open to them? I am open to them, but uh, I have never, I've never sent a format to a church. I have never done that. Never, and I think I have been so complacent with individuals. Like I said, from 2016 to 2020, I would have my set 30 people to give a certain amount. I was I could trust them. I knew they said they had me. They had me. So I, I was I was kind of complacent and saying I, I know what it takes to do it. I'm gonna stick here, right? So I think so. I think the reluctancy for me would be, and I'm gonna be honest. Man, I hate have my, my feelings hurt. I hate somebody telling me, no. So if i reach trying to ask you to do it, you'd be like, I'm good. What's up with what you trying to say? You trying to say, what you, what you saying? So hey, I'll so, be like- Make them
0: tell your team, no. Uh,
2: yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but I'm but really, i to tell what they ain't gonna like. What's that, that? They ain't gonna like the church from across the street being in your magazine, they ain't in there. So, so, you know. Come on, come on. So so, so kind of so,
0: tired, so, brother. You know? <laughs> I say it's time to tie, brother. Yeah. <laughs> that's
2: what I'm saying. Like y'all voices really message. Y'all put a lot
1: on my mind. Hey, that, that's what I'm saying. So you, you gotta take it back to church. When they had new captains, they start calling them family names out. Oh my god. <laughs> I just
2: realized you're talking look, about the
1: captains. Look, so the Fitzpatrick family represented in with a thousand dollars. Now, here he come the McIntyre
2: yeah. family. Represent <laughs> with two thousand dollars. Hey, 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 You, you, you get these churches of Your cup gonna feel it's over. <laughs> Keep on <going. laughs> <laughs> hey, That's so funny, but that probably will actually work. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god,
1: this hilarious! Put look, put, well, us the, look crazy. put us on the staff next year, man. Uh, listen, yeah, on God,
2: Hey, on
0: god. don't. <laughs> Don't have none of your staff asking that ain't tied and that the church they is asking with. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to get them up out of there.
1: <laughs> but look, man, uh, you know, I know, you know, uh, <laughs> we're cutting across the field at this point. And uh, you already mentioned a couple times, you know, thinking about next year. <laughs> Um I guess I just wanted to ask, like, what, what what's your you know what's your future vision? What's your future, you know, insights for you know uh the Married Awards?
2: Man, I wanna man, I wanna bring somebody like Oprah Winfrey in, man. I wanna honor somebody with that too. Like this year was the render. I want to take it like 10 steps up. Like I want y'all to look on Facebook and see honoring Oprah Winfrey, man. Honor Oprah Winfrey while honoring Rosemary Reed. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, this, this my dream, my vision is to continue to bring the names up in the celebrity field, as mm-hmm. well as bring in those people that write amongst us. So yeah. man, I'm like, I'm listening to y'all because I may need thirty thousand next year. I may, I may, you know, get in touch with Oprah's uh, assistant. Hey, I want to bring in Oprah. You know what I'm saying? Wait, uh, we need forty thousand dollars, man. I need forty thousand dollars, man. I'm gonna make it happen because mm-hmm. I know eventually it's gonna stretch. It's something that somebody told me. I don't know if I already said this already or not, but uh, yeah, I did say this. What made me not quit this year when it got tough because it was outside my comfort zone with $20,000, one of my close friends said that in order for God to stretch your name, he has to stretch you. Mm. And it it was so small, but it it impacted me so heavy because I'm like, a lot of times we want things just to happen. And you know we don't want to be uncomfortable. We want it just to happen like smooth set. i like, man, if I'm saying I want to do, if I want to bring it over, man, if I want to do all these big things, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to just happen overnight. I gotta put that time and that work in. And I want my name stretched, not for self glorification, not so I can get more invitations to be on podcasts, but because I want to be able to help and encourage people on a broader scale, right? I want to impact people more than what I'm doing. So with that being said, uh, going forward, I want to, man, I want to really reach some people. Like I want to really grab these people's attention, man. I want somebody from the grandmas to say, man, it's this guy from Coldwater down there making some bugs with the war shows. Like, let's get him a call and see what he got going on. Guess what I want to do. And again, not so I can be rich, not so I can, you know, have these fancy cars, man, but I want to bring that influence back here. You know what I'm saying and then make somebody else feel special. Yeah. So this is my goal, man. From here going forward, this is what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. So I I, I gotta ask. Uh, last year's event was in Memphis, right? Yes. And this year's events in Memphis. Yes. Are 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 you guys planning to um, do anything in Mississippi, like around Jackson anywhere? Uh, um Jackson I don't know much about Jackson now. The first ones I had was from in South Haven. The the thing is, as it has gotten bigger, there's not many churches. I started Brown Baptist that I feel like has the ambiance that I want. So, um, and a lot of the other churches are white churches. And in 2020, we had a white church and they were amazing. The only thing is they like our music being loud and they were cutting down our mics. And you know how we like our my life. We said, Hold up, cut us up. So, I, I ended up going migrating over to Memphis because I had more of a church. Um, I had more options of churches to choose from. So, I wish I could have it in Mississippi every year. And then, I, um, you know, everybody loves Brown Baptist, so everybody booking Brown Baptist, Brown Baptist, 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 for the next year. So, man, I was like, Man, I almost had no other choice but to take it to Memphis, but I would prefer. And I, and I think it goes back to having time because I could just ride over to Jackson and begin to kind of search, you know, and try to figure out. But man, it's finding that time to be able to do that. But I would love to bring it back to Mississippi. I would. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. The, re- the reason I ask because like we talked about the whole support thing. Mm-hmm. Them people on the southern end of the state when 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 they when you ain't. Hold them close, showing them no attention. It's like they ain't a part of something, just like you mentioned earlier about people saying we part of Mississippi and all that. So that's just how I bought that up. It's true. Thank you for bringing that up because I hadn't thought about that in a while. So thank you for bringing it up. Real talk. Yeah. yeah.
1: Patrick said, build a church. I got a church for you in Mississippi, but y'all ain't going to want to go there. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, so um well I guess I asked another question then. So with, with everything that um that your brother's doing and everything that uh Princeton James is doing, have you guys talked about or brainstorming probably collaborating uh to do something like maybe a kids award show or you know um, just just something with the kids? Wow. I know that's kind of out of you know wow it's, it's more them. But I know uh, Princeton has the cool kids, and then your brother, you know, is the guy he is a double educator. So just open to see what you think about that. That is an amazing idea, bro. Put us on the staff. That's <laughs> like next level, pipe. Bro. I have never thought about that. Yep. I brought some apple juice. The so kids gonna, you know, yes. Yeah, it never crossed my mind, but I promise you, I'm gonna go to the drawing board on it. That's dope. Yeah, That's man. If you did, i help this little
1: You know, I love it. I love that. Seriously, man. Yeah. Okay, I call I you. yeah, I got it. Hey, man. The, then I, you got the collar open
2: for nothing. <laughs> 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 Cause we know the parents will get behind them kids. Absolutely. I love that. Absolutely. Yeah. You'll see it. he said the, the, the kids awards. The Mississippi <laughs> kids awards. <laughs> yeah. But
1: uh, but yeah man uh, Mac you got anything else man? I don't
0: have anything else man. The only thing I was going to say really was uh, he was talking about stretching and my only take on it was like a rubber band ain't gonna do no good until you stretch it. Yeah, so you know what I'm saying. Take that for what it's worth. Yeah, Real. okay,
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. The, look, and I'm gonna leave you with this if money will fix it, you ain't got no problem.
2: <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I know. Talk to you that. Who taught me that? Reverend Star Wars. Yes, sir. What makes so silly? Eric, what's your final thought? Man, I'm I'm good, man. I just um uh, definitely appreciate you coming on. Absolutely. Um, you know, educating us who don't know much about uh, award shows in general, what it takes to get them done, and uh I just wish you well, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hey, somebody's play, play man. Hey, let me, let me go around the horn. So, I'm, I'm, I'm going to start, start with you, Derry. What's the best award you've ever won? Who? You. What's the best award you've ever won?
2: I, I've never won a award yet.
1: No, I'm saying just school or, uh, you know, anything. Uh, wait. Now, see, now, you
2: know, y'all with the cool kids. Y'all don't want all the time. Uh,
1: award uh, I don't,
2: no don't even think I've ever won
1: anything. Patrick said the first chair in band. Hey.
2: Well I take that. Okay. I take that. Yep. Yep. Okay, I say that.
1: Yeah. E, what about you, man?
2: <sighs> For me, the best one was perfect attendance. However, however, I graduated an undergraduate. But to, to that point earlier, you know, I played all through school, but I got my work done too. Yeah. But one of the toughest awards to get anytime is perfect attendance. People don't people don't think about how, how tough it is, And it's something so simple. But to be at school every day, for me, that was the best award I won. That yeah. is true. Let, let me stop and say that. Um yeah, I am nominated now for influencer of the year. Yeah. So I have my first nomination now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Thank you. Matt. I know you—you you, you done done some things in the military, my guy. Let me talk about accomplishments or awards. What was my awards, accomplishment, what certificate, whatever you want to call it. Uh,
0: go on. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I got I got some awards in the military, man, but none of them. I ain't really. I don't know. I, I think uh my retirement certificate probably the, the that's the hardest award I got. Yeah. Uh, best daddy, that's the best award I got. Yeah, 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 yeah. And
2: yeah. yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Jordan, you must have got an award while you asked
1: that question. No, I, I, I was just asking, man. You know, what's your
2: greatest award? You ain't got
1: <laughs> feel like a setup. Probably, yeah. um, probably key to the city, a cold water.
2: Woo, <laughs> You got key to the city. <laughs> Who, did it?
1: Who gave I you that? Who presented say. it? Uh, magic and with the key, Mr. <laughs> Elvin. <laughs> Mr. Elvin, I can't tell y'all the story though, so that I had to say that for my one on one. So, yeah, but that's I can't point. wait to hear this. One. Yeah, I'll tell you, I'll tell y'all that like,
0: man got the key to the town. Yeah. Oh.
1: y'all didn't know that. I thought
0: y'all, well, I thought y'all knew that, mm. but yeah, anyway, now we all, all trying to figure out what's going on, but I guess we'll you'll tell us in due time. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, I, I will. That, that ain't for the night, man. We're here to celebrate the CEO of the Merit Awards. Uh, bro, like, just thank you for coming on. Uh, everything that you're doing, uh, like I said, we behind you, we're we, we trying to push you privately and pub- publicly. So, uh, uh, make sure y'all be there, be in the building. Uh, September the 2nd, that's Saturday night. Red carpet's at 4 p.m. Go ahead and go to Suits you. And, and Milano's, and uh, uh, uh what, what's some of the other ones? Uh, Greg's, man, Greg, maybe, K-G. yeah, R- rest in peace to Mr. Frederick McClendon, but Jose Banker, Jose Banker, whatever name it is, yeah. So, uh, he got he got, he got Will Johnson, um, uh, uh, hosting uh, the young guy, uh, young cat Julian Cross. Is he performing there? Yes, yeah, he's performing, yes, okay. Uh, we got the Shepherd Spotlight on the overseer Paul Reed, and co-pastor Deborah Reed, uh, and then we also got Pastor Marcus Nusa, uh, and uh, Pastor Lisa Noel Smith, and then we honoring with the Lifetime Achievement uh, Dr. Dorenda Clark Cole of the legendary uh, Clark Sister So, uh, anything else you want to tell us about that's, that's not on the fly?
2: Yeah, come on, come out and see. Come out and see. We got some surprises for you. So you gotta you gotta show up to feed. Yeah. It's gonna be dope. Yep. Yeah.
1: My man, i let you you've been dropping gems all night, man. So like I said, uh-huh. I'll let you uh you, you give us uh your last words and uh you take
2: us out, man. Hey, hold, on, hold on before he do that, man. Uh Gerard, Gerard Holmes. Okay hey, man, we might be reaching out, man. We from Mississippi, but we like to uh expand out. We're about to expand out and see what folks doing. So we might want to hear about that. Uh Tampa Bay Gospel Show, and gospel yeah. is yeah. a big deal. Like he's like Durant, He actually okay. has a, a organization, and it almost get all of us CEOs together to empower us. Like he's like a celebrity. Like when it comes to not even just award shows, but everybody looks to him as it relates to just management and like having like being professional and elegance. Like this, he's the guy. He's the guy. Yeah. Yeah. We got. We got to get rid of the man. Yeah.
1: But yeah, man, just uh, just just leave us with some. And, uh, in the gonna, words, out of, here. of
2: In the words of Jerry Springer, this is my final thought. So, in this last season of my life, I always try to take like a last moment. season, huh? He said, "In this last, he, like, oh, no, uh, here, man, don't care, he man. Don't care, he don't say, in my last season, I'm like, hold on, die." Nah, I did say that, man. Like, no pain, like, Every season, in every season of my life, <laughs> I try to hold fast to some kind of word. Something that gets me over to the next season. And this, and my final thought will be, and what I'm holding to this season is, wherever I am, God is. Wherever I am, God is. A lot of times, for a long time, I will say, I would search for people to validate me. I would try and try to cultivate or create something that would cause people to love me, to want me around. But then I had to realize wherever I am, God is. I don't have to try to be X. I don't have to attempt to be Y. I don't have to pretend to be Z. As long as God is on the inside of me, that's enough. So me in my rarest form, in my truth, as long as God is with me, it's enough. So wherever I am, He is. If I'm on a yeah. podcast, God is. Right. If I'm at church, if I'm at a war show, wherever I am, He is. So I'm enough wherever I am. Yep. Yeah. But
0: look, he man. Said, he said, he Fr- the first thing ain't said, then
1: <laughs> he? said his final thought. Wow. I about, uh, uh, about to say, well, y'all y'all, y'all, y'all were praying at two p.m. Hey, man. hey, y'all, he y'all was watching wrong <laughs> Hey, Jordan, I must yeah. say I was watching the wrong Jerry Springer show. Y'all weren't y'all, y'all were praying at two p.m. in the daytime. <laughs>
0: Hey, I was watching the wrong show, wasn't
2: it? I swear. What I I saw, I saw some chairs flying across the (laughs) table. Hey, but the final thought, we We with you now.
1: Yeah. That's so Man, like I said, we appreciate you. You're welcome back anytime, man. And uh, like I said, uh, you know, whatever we can do for you. Uh, let us know, man. Like, we're here for you and uh, we're going to continue to push you, bro. So, yes,
0: sir. Thank be proud. you so much for the opportunity. Yeah, man. Appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, I know the, the award show is going to be great. Wish I could be there, man. So, just much love to you. Peace and blessings thank to y'all, man. Thank y'all so much. Yeah,
2: yep. I, mean, I mirror all that, man. Keep doing what you're doing. Proud of you. Uh, yes, sir. You, you in your lane. Don't be fearful. Yes, sir. You know, just keep moving forward, man. Yes, sir.
1: When all else fails. Just unloosen that button and open that collar.
0: If you want, hey, if you want a collar like Fit Patrick, you lay it, lay it down flat and then fold it like a paper <laughs> plane. You good. Just like the picture right here. Right there. You good to go, baby. Oh, man, look.
2: We do not hold y'all here no here.
1: longer.
2: Okay. Yeah, all right, baby. All, all
1: right. right. Okay. <laughs> oh man. That was a great show tonight, fellas. Yep. Uh, good, good to be back. We still alive, man. Yeah, oh, man. I just yeah. making sure you know. Hey, <laughs> that was a great show. I was, <laughs> you know. Nah, yeah, yeah. I know we still alive. You know, okay. so, still, still talking yeah. to the people, man. You know, we wrapping up. Uh, like I said, we'll be back next week, episode thirty-two. We're just gonna keep going, man. Y'all keep rocking with us, and uh, we're gonna keep bringing it. And
0: t- Thank t- you so t- soon, t- man. What bro? I, it, I had to get the people a visual of what it what I was saying, dog. I and mean, that, that's on short sleeve too? Oh, man. <laughs> hey, appreciate y'all for
2: watching.
0: Hey hey, hey, he got a crop. <laughs>
2: <sighs>
1: All these years eluded
0: all my fears. If ever they were hating, remove me from my peers. God, family money's music to my ears. Faith, family, and finances, those my souvenirs. Been proving it all these years, eluded all my fears. If ever they were hating, remove me from my peers. God, family money's music to my ears. Faith, family and finances, those my souvenirs. Uh on my way to the top again. They need me, but they can't see me. This shit.